What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you had a great weekend. It was an incredibly busy weekend in the world of pro wrestling, and I can't wait to talk about it. But of course, a big thank you to everyone who continues to join us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Absolutely awesome. Love you guys so much. Shout out to everybody who is subscribed to our podcast and listening to us right now. Yep, that's you. Thank you for being a part of all things connected to the faction. It really does mean the world to us. I don't take these things for granted at all. So if you are not already subscribed to our podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're tuning into us right now. That means the world to us. Also, leave a comment and rate us as well so that more people will actually get an opportunity to hang out with us, to talk to us, to enjoy things that are happening with us. I'm excited about it, and I hope you guys are as well. What I wanted to do is something that I haven't done in a while, but it's probably good to do, and that is shout out our top cities so far for last week and for the month of February. So shout out to Orange, Connecticut, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. And then speaking of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, our top city last week for the faction. So shout out to you guys. And then in terms of what this month looks like, I'm excited to tell you about this because it's been a really interesting month for the faction for sure. Certainly one of our biggest months already with the three biggest cities being New Orleans, Louisiana, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the top city for the month so far is Chicago, Illinois. Now, I do want to throw this out there at you guys because I think you're just going to find it interesting. It's what the numbers say, not anything that I've cooked up, but I think this is super interesting. If my memory serves me correctly, I believe it was last week that one of the three top cities for the faction was Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So you can make whatever assertions you'd like about that. Let's just say the streets are talking, the streets are listening, and I'm glad you're a part of the Faction Nation. And so with that said, share what we're doing with your friends and followers because folks are joining us from literally all around the country and around the world to hear what's happening on the Faction. So with that said, let's get into why you're here, right? You're totally here for what we're going to talk about, which is all things pro wrestling. I want to start today in the WWE. I want to start with SmackDown, a pretty big show for the WWE as it is now on the road to Elimination Chamber. As I mentioned before, with Elimination Chamber being this Saturday and SmackDown being Friday, it was literally going to be impossible for them to do a live episode this week of SmackDown and then get over to Saudi Arabia for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So they taped SmackDown in New Orleans immediately after the live SmackDown aired last Friday. I don't want to talk about the tapings just yet. I do want to talk about what I think was the big highlight of SmackDown, and that is the main event between Charlotte Flair and Naomi for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I have to say that I think without question, hands down, this is Naomi's greatest match throughout her entire career. Yes, she's won the SmackDown Women's Championship on a couple of occasions, but this match showed what we've always known about Naomi. 
that she has the athleticism, that she has the ability, that she has all of the tools to become a women's champion and to hang in there with whom many consider the greatest women's wrestler, certainly of our era, some would say of all eras, that would be Charlotte Flair. What a match. The match went probably 20 minutes or so, and that for a women's title match is really, really significant. And to end up in the main event picture now with Ronda Rousey coming out to help her out at the end of that match, which was nuts. And that is leading to the Elimination Chamber happening this Saturday where it will be a tag team match. Ronda Rousey teams with Naomi to battle Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. So if you're keeping track, there are now three major women's matches on this Saudi Arabia card. The first time ever. You've got the Raw Women's Championship up for grabs. You've got the Elimination Chamber match happening. And now this tag team match. This is huge in terms of WWE's inroads in Saudi Arabia. Now, I know Saudi Arabia can be a bit of a controversial issue when we start talking about the WWE. And there are people that call it blood money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This, I think, is the very weird juxtaposition of what WWE can do to and for us and really pro wrestling in general right you can find one thing that you're really really upset about and it ends up being balanced by one thing that you really really like so I don't like the fact that they're continuing to go to Saudi Arabia given all of the human rights issues that have happened in Saudi Arabia at the same time, I love the forward progression that they are bringing us when it comes to the presentation of women in Saudi Arabia, giving the women there in that country a visual, an image that they may not have seen in their own country. It's equally as important as representation. We talk about that very often, but the reason representation becomes important is because everybody wants to be able to look on the television screen or look at a sporting event and see themselves because when you see yourself, you then actually begin to believe in the possibilities that one day either you could be on said stage or you you can accomplish whatever it is that you desire. So with that said, it's a very weird dichotomy that I'm walking with when it comes to the Saudi Arabia shows, but I cannot deny the fact that what they are doing over there for women is super, super important. So with that said, of course, you've got the Elimination Chamber coming up this Saturday. 12 p.m. Eastern is the start time. Remember, it is live from Saudi Arabia, so it'll be evening over there. It's going to be an incredible pay-per-view. Certainly, it's lining up to be just that. With all of that said, again, big props to Naomi and Charlotte for what I believe is Naomi's greatest match so far. And if that is a harbinger of what 2022 is for Naomi, I dig it. I dig it. And if this is what this whole program with Sonya Deville was leading us to, then I am here for it because I think that's a good thing. We want Naomi elevated. The idea that you got Naomi elevated on the SmackDown brand, Bianca Belair elevated on the Raw brand. There is great representation happening in WWE and in pro wrestling in general. And that makes me very, very happy. So congratulations to Naomi. 
I want to also talk very briefly about AEW. We spent some time talking on our last show about the signing of Keith Lee and just how massive that is. Remember, AEW has their first music project coming out this Friday. It is dedicated and commemorated to telling the stories of the African-American wrestlers on their roster. Lots of incredible talent involved in this. They really dug into their bag in terms of the, the rappers that they got to help tell the story some of them even from the christian hip-hop world like my good brother apple jacks who's probably listening to this so shout out to you apple jacks brinson and several others so it's a really good look a really big look for them to be involved in this project with aew you can head to aew's website alleliterestling.com and get more information about this project which is due to hit stores this friday it's really exciting to see when we come back we're going to have a conversation about the impact of pro wrestling on football with the super bowl that connection and it was a big weekend for the nwa we'll tell you why when we return southern honor wrestling is now on iwtv relive the biggest moments and memories from shw's historic first year i'm in here at southern honor wrestling Quint Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh my God. Get the Omega. Oh man. Over you. Oh. Logan Green just put Roy Hollis through the ring. Oh. Oh. Man. He just dropped he right down across the windshield. the windshield. And he's through the windshield. And it's that's over. it. Ring the bell. He put him through the windshield. And hold your forks because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working 
with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. All right, guys, so a couple of things to talk about. First of all, we know the Super Bowl went down last night, and I don't know where you fit into it, right? Are you one of the people who watch the Super Bowl for the actual game? Do you watch for the commercials, or do you watch for the halftime show? Well, in any of those spaces, you would have seen the representation of pro wrestling. If we looked in the football game, doing the introduction of the teams is the one and only People's champion, The Rock. And that was an incredible moment. Then, of course, if you're looking at the commercials, you saw the WWE's commercial for WrestleMania. The first time that they've had a Super Bowl since 1999. Let's consider that. That's like 23 years since they've done a commercial, which if you're paying attention, speaks to just how much money they've raked in. Remember, we told you about a week or so ago that for 2021, they had their biggest financial year ever, nearly $1.1 billion in terms of a profit and revenue, and it's really crazy when you consider that. So with all of that said, they made the Super Bowl ad happen, but the Super Bowl ad also made sense because of their deal with Peacock as WrestleMania being aired on Peacock. And of course, the Super Bowl was aired on both NBC and Peacock. So you had them present in the commercial space. Then you have the WWE present in the halftime show. I'm sure you're going, where are they present in the halftime show? Well, oh, you didn't know that Snoop Dogg is a WWE Hall of Famer. So, yeah, he's prominently featured as he should have been in the halftime show, which many are saying it's the greatest halftime show of all time. I absolutely loved it. And certainly for the world of hip hop, it's one of the biggest moments on the biggest stage, uh, certainly in sports and in entertainment. And I know WrestleMania is a big one, but we can't deny 120 million people who watch the Super Bowl. So shout out. It was just amazing to see the influences of pro wrestling on the Super Bowl. And we should note that originally scheduled last year, WrestleMania was supposed to be at SoFi. In fact, WrestleMania was going to be there, of course, as the first major event there before the Super Bowl happened, but COVID changed that. With that said, though, we end up getting WrestleMania coming to SoFi, I believe that is next year, following their appearance in Dallas this year. So, yeah, always interesting ties between the world of pro wrestling and the Super Bowl. Many call WrestleMania the Super Bowl of wrestling. I like to call the Super Bowl the WrestleMania of football. You got it. So, shout out to all things wrestling connected, of course, to the Super Bowl. So with that said, I want to have a conversation very quickly about the NWA. So we do love talking about all that's happening in the world of pro wrestling. And last week, we spent some time talking about things going on in WWE, as well as some big moves in AEW. But I think the NWA does not get enough credit 
for all that they are doing to really continue to bolster the world of pro wrestling. So the NWA, many would argue, took perhaps the biggest hit during the pandemic of all the organizations that we see on a national scale and an international scale. WWE didn't stop working, but they did not have live fans in attendance for nearly 18 months. You had AEW who didn't stop working, and uh, they started welcoming fans back in small numbers before the big return at Double or Nothing last year. Then you look at Ring of Honor, who didn't welcome fans back for about 18 months, and they are currently on hiatus, but it's arguably the most involved and active hiatus we've seen in a while we'll have that discussion i'm sure another day new japan pro wrestling i felt led the charge in welcoming fans back and all of the things that they've done in terms of handling and managing the pandemic but the nwa literally ceased operations like they weren't doing empty arena matches or those types of things for definitely 18 months or so they didn't welcome fans back until august of last year with their nwa 73 and empower weekend from there They've made some changes and they've had some challenging spaces. For instance, how do you start kicking up revenue? So they decided at one point they were doing this partnership with the United Wrestling Network and Dave Marquez. That didn't work out very well. They then moved the once free NWA Power, which was a huge hit on YouTube. They moved that to Fight TV behind a bit of a paywall paywall being roughly five dollars a month or so and you'd still end up paying for pay-per-views that was marginally accepted and i say marginally because it's always hard to take something free and make it paid well from there obviously we've been seeing their numbers increase They've started putting some elements of NWA power back on YouTube. They've also given us a new show, NWA USA, and they are really starting to roll. You go back to NWA 73, where Trevor Murdoch defeated Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship. Again, that's August of last year, ushering a bit of a new era in for the NWA. They also crowned the first women's tag champions of the modern era in the team called The Hex. That's Allison Kay and Marty Bell. And so they really started making some big, big moves. Well, it's interesting to see the way that cross-promotion works these days, where the NWA is certainly a brand, but they are part of that forbidden door. In fact, you could argue that the NWA walked through the forbidden door technically before impact did while the announcement was made about mickey james the impact knockouts champion being in the royal rumble the first person to really walk through that forbidden door was melina who was number two in the royal rumble and she is a card carrying member of the current nwa roster so why am i mentioning all of this because number one, I do think it's really, really a worthy move for you to check out what's happening in the NWA. You'll see some familiar faces like JTG, a.k.a. J the God. He's doing incredible work over there. Chris Masters, a.k.a. Chris Adonis, doing work over there as the NWA National Heavyweight Champion. There's a new tag team involving JTG and the artist formerly known as Fandango, now known as Dirty Dango. They've got a tag team happening. Happening, along with a lot of other really impressive superstars in the NWA. 
Over the weekend, massive move in the NWA as we have a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion as in the event NWA Power Trip, Matt Cardona defeats Trevor Murdoch to become the new NWA World Champion. Now, this has been an incredible run for Matt Cardona. And personally, you could make the argument, and I'm certainly of that mindset, that Matt Cardona is perhaps the most successful non-WWE superstar out there on the indies since Cody Rhodes. And I know for some, that's a major statement. But think about all that Matt Cardona has done. He obviously had the tough task of shedding the Zack Ryder personality and giving us a different side of what we've seen from him. Zack Ryder, the super fun-loving fan favorite. Matt Cardona, the in-your-face villain who does not mind taking matters into his own hands. Of course, now he is married to his longtime girlfriend, Chelsea Green, and they are killing it everywhere they go, whether it's the NWA, Impact, GCW. Let's remember, he shocked the world when he showed up at GCW and defeated Nick Gage for their heavyweight championship. Earlier this month, he was in Impact Wrestling where he shocked the world by defeating Jordan Grace in an intergender match to become the Impact Wrestling Digital Champion. And now he adds the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I'm just going to say this. First of all, he has more than earned this. If you're not following what Matt Cardona is doing, you absolutely need to do it. You're depriving yourself of some great, great opportunities by not watching what he's doing at this point. So find him in the NWA, find him in Impact, find him wherever he is because he is more than worth the follow, he is more than worth the investment. But him holding what is arguably one of the most prestigious championships in the history of pro wrestling, the NWA world title, that's a big move. It's a money move. And I believe it's a move that puts the NWA in front of a different set of eyes versus a Trevor Murdoch or a Nick Aldis. So shout out to Matt Cardona. Shout out to the NWA. I think this puts the NWA in a necessary trajectory it gives them eyes that did not look on them before. Fans from GCW, fans from Impact, they're all going to be paying attention to the NWA. And he has a major title defense coming up against the former champion, Nick Aldis. That's happening at the Crockett Cup. Yeah, the Crockett Cup is back. That's happening in March of this year. We'll give you more information about that. But let me just tell you, the NWA is starting to cook with hot grease and I hope you guys will check it out. You can check out their NWA USA program on their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NWA. And they've got a really neat deal happening on Fight TV right now. You can pay $4.99 a month to get access to their programming, or you can pay $49.99 for the year. And in so doing, you get access to all of their content in terms of NWA power. But here's the deal that makes it super sweet. You get access to all six of their yearly pay-per-views. Now, why that's significant? Because their pay-per-views can run anywhere between $20 and $40 a pop. So you're paying $49.99 and you're getting the whole year of content? That's a win. 
you can do that at Fight TV. So with all of that said, and I probably should get paid for that promo from the NWA. So NWA, if you're listening, come on and sponsor the faction and uh, hook me up for that promo we just gave you. All right. All right. So remember, today is the go home show for Monday Night Raw for Elimination Chamber. If you're interested, we may do kind of a look back historically at the Elimination Chamber the same way we did for the Royal Rumble, which I thought was a lot of fun. You guys seem to enjoy that. I think we'll find some really cool nuggets in the Elimination Chamber match and pay-per-view in terms of history. So we'll talk about that throughout the week if you guys would like. Again, Raw's happening live tonight. Elimination Chamber, the pay-per-view is happening this Saturday. And really, we've got wrestling all week long we'll be talking about it here so until next time family representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray my name is gerard bonner and this is the faction I my people. Here we go.